Football on off the ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, just to remind you, there is live football on tonight as well. The second semi-final of the Africa Cup of Nations still scoreless with 32 minutes played uh, between Cameroon and Egypt in the Alembe Stadium in Yaoundé. But I'm delighted to say joining us on the line as ever is the one and only John Giles. John, very good evening to you. Evening, Richie. How are you getting on? I'm fine, thank you. Good to hear, good to hear. <laughs> always a plus. I mean, yeah, yes. always a plus. Um, it's been another busy week. Um, obviously, we had transfer deadline day and all that kind of stuff. But um, I guess the the story that's kind of plumped up out of nowhere, really, in the last couple of days, and it seems to gather momentum and, and kind of as we speak, is uh, even gathering further momentum. Roy Keane is in the frame, certainly, for the vacancy at Sunderland. They sacked Lee Johnson at the weekend. They lost 6-0 to Bolton Wanderers in League One, but they're still third in the table there. Uh, Wigan above them do have games in hand, but it hasn't been a disaster by any means under Johnson so far this season. But... Uh, the first number on their speed dial appears to be the former Republic of Ireland captain. Um, I, I, some people will be surprised because he's been such a prevalent figure in the media for the last few years. Are you surprised to see him in the conversation for a manager's job? Uh, no, I'm not, uh, Richie. I, I remember reading the paper there maybe a couple of weeks back where he was uh, uh, questioning the, some of the people who were being offered uh, managerial positions and he wasn't. So uh, he might want to get back into it. Well, if, if he's, if he's uh, going to be interviewed for the job, he obviously does. So I'm, I'm not that surprised. I was surprised when I read uh, that he was interested in getting back into management again, to be quite honest. Mm. Why, why so? Well, he's doing very, very well on the television. Uh, and managerial positions are very, very, very difficult jobs, difficult situations, uh, uh, especially nowadays for clubs like Sunderland who, who are a big club and a huge support don't have the financial backing that's needed today mm. um, and I don't think Sunderland have that financial backing in relation to Chelsea and uh, Manchester United and Manchester City to do what's needed to be done uh, Richard, you know yeah. I think it's 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 more difficult job now uh, a far more difficult job now than when he was at Sunderland the last time out. Yeah, they were a yo-yo club around then. I mean, we took he took them over when they were in the Championship. They won the Championship yeah. by a couple of points from Birmingham. They went up. He spent a lot of money. The likes of Craig Gordon, Kevin Jones, Andy Reid. Uh, God, there were more came in that summer. Michael Chopper came in for five million from from Newcastle. So there was money spent by Keane in his last Premier League season with Sunderland. Um, but that Premier League season was a struggle. Um, he was gone by the following December and mm. then pitched up at Ipswich. And it's like, I know obviously he's been assistant to Martin O'Neill at both Ireland and at Nottingham Forest most mm. recently. But it's now 11 years, I think. It's like he left Ipswich in 2011. And he was clearly a frustrated figure there with the tools that he had to hand. Yes. He's a difficult man to please, as we all know. And, and it would be a difficult man to please, you'd imagine, in League One. Like, it just struck me that he doesn't have that mentality that some people have where they can make that bridge between the quality that they had as a player and the demands that they put on themselves as a player and the demands that are on people at a lower level. Um, well, well, you must say, you, you went back to 208 when he was doing the job at uh, Ipswich. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it's got worse now, uh, in my opinion, Richie. It's more difficult, not worse. It's, it's more difficult now because, uh, you know, the big transfers 
are going to the big clubs. And if you look at it, the, 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 the richer the club, the more successful they are. I mean, you do get somebody like Brighton and various teams who are doing okay. Uh, but Sunderland would be in that bracket now. I mean, they, they, were, they were one time one of the richest clubs in the country. This is years and years ago. Back in the 50s and 60s, yeah. Yes, but not now. And if, if he goes to, to Sunderland, anybody going to Sunderland now, they, they, they have a, a big job on their hands to, to, to get promotion uh, for a start. And if and when you get, say, young players coming in, uh, you know, the, the big, big clubs are snapping them up. It's very, very difficult to build a team. And if Roy King goes into, or anybody goes into London, it's going to be very, very hard to build a team because if you produce any, sorry, produce any young players, mm. they're going to be nicked. They're going to be nicked, and, that, that, and that's what's happening. Uh, you know, that's why you, you've got the big, big clubs in the Premier League, the, the, in the Chelsea's and the Manchester United's. They can afford to buy the best players and have their own young players. That's that's the thing, and and and, and it's more difficult for the, the the smaller clubs now because years ago you, you had them under contract. Now, after they sign a two or three year contract, as we know, they're free agents. So there's there's very very little. Uh, going for them in the lower divisions to produce young players, uh, Richie. Yeah. If they produce an outstanding young player, before you know it, they'll have an agent and they'll tell the club they're not signing the contract again and, out, and away they go. So it's very, very difficult. And I think, you know, it, 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 on a personal level, I think Roy Keane has done a really good job uh, on, on, the, on the panels. Mm. Uh, I think he could, and, and is having a very, very good career in that particular line rather than going back to Sunderland with all the problems and all the things that, can, that, that are bound to happen uh, while he's there. But, but again, that's up to him, which if he wants to do it. But, I mean, Sunderland, they're doing okay in, in their division. Uh, but it's going to be, if you look at the, the premiership, the big clubs, the top six, as they call them, uh, unless he gets one of those jobs from the Sunderland job, haven't done a very good job, uh, is the only way out to really compete at the top level. He's been in the media so long now. Like I think most people and younger listeners might think of Roy Keane purely as a media figure. Um, mm. they, they kind of know of the the player and the reputation that he had as a player, but their most immediate knowledge of Roy Keane is from social media clips, from what he says on TV on a Sunday afternoon on Sky or on ITV. Mm. And the kind of the concept of him as a manager is is, is alien to a, to a lot of younger people, and that's the thing I'm kind of curious about. If he's too much of a media figure to go back into management, because like like I guess you can sympathise to a degree. Like you were a manager who transitioned into media, uh, like you were doing a lot of media work. Say in, in by the time '86 rolled around, right late late '85, mm-hmm. and the FAI were looking for a new manager, and you know you were obviously involved in the conversations uh, before Jack got the job. Like, I don't know what your thoughts were then. Would you have found it difficult after being such a public media figure? Right, no, I was, the first I, time I, I I was I, well, some of the people from the FA approached me to put my name forward. Yeah. But I didn't do it with any great feeling. I didn't, I didn't really want to do it. I was in okay. the television, uh, uh, Richie, and I was happy doing that uh, because I, I was a relatively short time in management. I never liked management. I didn't like it. It's a very, very difficult job. And you have to very, make some very, very big decisions, which are absolutely, well, can be very, very cruel. You know, you release players, you don't sign young players. I, I never really took to management uh, when I was in it. And when I got into the television and going into television, uh, I, I was enticed to, to put my name forward for the Irish job. But to be honest, I didn't want it. I was happy doing what I was doing on the television. But like, that's the thing. 
would management be a far harder ask? Like we're watching Steve Bruce, like Steve Bruce this evening's after getting the West Brom gig, and he's somebody who's like, yes. who's, who's I, I, management is in his blood now. He probably doesn't know mm. when to stop. But Keane's been out of it for eleven years, which is a lifetime in terms of football. Yeah, to, but maybe to jump maybe, back he, in. maybe he wanted to get back into it, uh, yeah. Richie. We don't know. I mean, I don't know. I know. I, I met Roy Keane a few times. I don't. I can honestly, I don't know him at, at all, really. Uh, but but I, I did you know he did an article in the paper within the last three weeks where he was he was posing the question why why aren't nobody coming for me awards to that effect yeah. so maybe over the last five six seven eight years he might have wanted to get back into management. Do you see him as having the temperament to be a successful manager in the modern day? Well, you know, if you go back a few years when he was first at Sunderland, I mean, he did take them from the second division. Uh, into the first division. Yeah. Uh, what was then the first? I think maybe the, the, the anyway Gatsby, to the yeah. Premiership. So that was a, that was a really good job. Uh, and then I think he fell out with the chairman uh, at Sunderland, which would happen. And his next job, I think, was Ipswich. You know, Ipswich is always going to be a very very difficult job. I mean, they were never a, well. They were a top club at one time, but when he went there, I think they were in the second division. And it, it's very, very difficult to, to, to make a successful club that, that nowadays, particularly, that doesn't have the resources to do what needs to be done. Mm. So uh, maybe he always wanted, I mean, at one stage he said there's no way he, 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 would, uh, he, he would want to go on the television. <laughs> and now and, look. <laughs> and did. But anyway, that's what he said at the time. So maybe, maybe, uh, Richie, he always wanted to get back into management and didn't get the offer. Yeah, uh, we, we, don't, we don't know. You know, I mean, I, I don't know Raikin really at, at all. But I'd like to ask him the question. Like over the years that he's gone on to television, uh, would he have been seeking a job, or did he want a job at that particular time? And maybe this is the first opportunity to come along uh, for him to go back into management. He quite possibly feels that there's a there's a point still to prove in management that the Ipswich, the way the Ipswich gig ended for him mightn't have been the best that he was an assistant in his last two jobs and at the Forest gig like he was only there for five months under Martin O'Neill and that seemed like from the outside looking in that looked like their Republic of Ireland reign in fast forward like they went from the Messiahs to this is going pretty badly playing ugly football and let's just you know call it a day and move on so maybe those intervening it's going to be three years now since he uh, since he left Forest has, yeah. has given him enough of an itch to want to get back in well it could it could maybe he always had the itch Richard. that's yeah. what I said we don't know and and he just wasn't offered the jobs. Now 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 this one is coming along. Uh, maybe it, you know he thinks, well, this is an opportunity to get back into. Well, I want to do it. I'm not enjoying the television as much as I would do in management. Uh, I mean, I only talk my own point of view. I was the opposite way around. I enjoyed the, the television more than I did his management, and, and never went back into it. Uh, but that that was that was my choice. But his choice might be totally different. He might think, well, I go to Sunderland and I can do a good job there. Less heartache on the telly, I believe, John. And definitely, <laughs> definitely. I know there was big decisions to be making management in in levels dealing with young players that you weren't going to sign pro, letting players go. they had been all that. All that was in was involved in management, and I obviously didn't like that side of it. You know, I, I never never really enjoyed management, uh, to be honest. Okay, um, one man who who seemingly does is Frank Lampard. He's he's jumped back in. He's gotten back on the roundabout. He's in at Everton, mm-hmm. uh, appointed there on a two and a half year contract, I believe, uh, just at the start of this week and on deadline day, and doing a bit of business as well. He he came in uh, essentially wanting to bring in players, and Donny Van de Beek is one of those. Deli Ali is mm-hmm. another, but it's a big job for Frank Lampard because Everton, from the top down at least, anyway, seems to be lacking in organisation. They've made some 
terrible buys in the transfer market in the last few years so to clean up the mess that they currently find themselves in is a big job for Lampard but like I was he did an okay job at Chelsea I think he was never going to match the expectations that were there which were pretty high um, he did an okay job at Derby brought them to the, the brink of promotion mm. as well how do you think this is going to go for him? I, I, think, I think it's a good appointment for him I mean there's lots and lots of potential at Everton as we know they're one of the great clubs uh, Richie mm. depending if he gets the conditions that he needs to do the job I think what's happened to the, 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 the previous managers in the last few years uh, at Everton, they had a, a, a director of football who I believe was doing all the buying and selling uh, and uh, didn't leave it to the manager to get on with the job. Now, I think Frank is in a position at the moment, and Frank would know the game well enough now to know what needs to be done in management to make that one of the conditions that I'm going to be in charge of the comings and goings here. And I think Everton are in such a, a desperate position. They would give him those conditions where they wouldn't give it to somebody else in the past. And, uh, you know, he, he did a very good job at Derby. I think he was on the right way at uh, Chelsea. So he, he has uh, he has promised, and he certainly has shown a lot of promise as, as a manager. And I, th- I, think he, I think he will do well. I think, you know, Van, Van der Beek is, is, is a good loan situation. The Delhi Alley situation, yeah. I wouldn't be too sure about. Why is that? Because I think I think Delhi Alley hasn't played really played for the last two, at least two seasons. Played well, you mean? Yeah, played well. Yeah, I mean he had Jose Mourinho, who didn't want him after a while. Antonio Conte, two of the best managers in the world, wouldn't have him because he wasn't doing his stuff. Yeah. Now I hear him in the paper today saying, "Oh well, he's glad to get to a manager." He did Delhi Alley hasn't done his stuff in the last two years. And I think it might be no coincidence that he was he's a very, very promising player, a very, very talented player, Richie, there's no doubt about that. Mm. And in his early days, he looked a real, real player. But it might be coincidence, it might be not. But when he signed his new contract, which was a very lucrative contract, I believe, I don't think he's kicked the ball since. Yeah, his, his, form, his form went off a cliff. I, I'm not sure if there are underlying reasons for that. Um, like, but he wasn't trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see, him, you see him out there, he's a very talented lad. And, and, and you've got Jose Mourinho and Conte. The two of them wouldn't have him. And yeah. I watched him myself from my, my, my own uh, perspective. I don't think he was having a go. He got, this big con- I think he got this big contract and he just was, was strolling around. He- so it's no coincidence that Jose Mourinho... I mean, Deli Ali at his best was is a real player, mm. and for Mourinho not to have him, and then Antonio Conte not to have him, let him go. He obviously wasn't doing his stuff. Now he's writing in the paper. Oh, he's glad to get it to to a new manager, and he'll do this, that, and the other. Well, we we'll wait and see. I think he will do well for a while to show that it wasn't me. It wasn't my fault at Spurs that I wasn't in the team. It was the manager's fault. But uh, I, 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 I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't. Uh, he put my 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 my, my uh, life on him. <laughs> well, after I, tw- six months or eight months to be doing his stuff. Well, like if anything is going to light a fire under him, it's the deal that he signed at Everton because, like, three years ago, four years ago, with the form that Dali Ali was in, we would have presumed that by twenty five he was getting his one hundred million euro move to to Real Madrid or to Juventus or whomever is going to be able to pay mm. that kind of money. And instead, now he finds himself moving down in the Premier League uh, with all due respect to Everton and is on a deal whereby Everton won't fork, fork over a penny 
until he reaches twenty appearances, at which point they'll and get ten million. The club, though. Yeah, but they, but but that's but that kind of shows what where Danny well, Ali's stock is at. It doesn't bother to him. I mean, the, the fact is, he'll be signing when when he was wasn't doing his stuff at, at uh, he was on a poor contract, and then he got a very 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 good contract. And when he got, whether it be a coincidence or when he got that really good contract, he stopped playing. Yeah. Now, he's gone to Everton now, and he's blaming the managers before him and the people at Spurs that he didn't, wasn't playing as well. It was their fault. Now, I think he'll start playing well, at least for a while, for Frank Lampard, so as you can say, there, I told you, I'm back to form now. It was the manager that I played under before. But he's got, the, he's got the contract. You know, he got the big contract a few years ago. And that's why I think he stopped playing. Yeah, he seems very friendly anyway, at least to the initial signs of, of him heading back into to Everton and those videos that they've released so far. So from Deli Ali's perspective, I mean, the talent is there. It's just a matter of, of application, I guess. Uh, speaking of talent it, before... It's totally, sorry, it's yeah. total application. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, if he'd applied himself, he was a, a few years ago, two or three years ago, he was one of the outstanding players in England and had a great future in front of him. Right. Uh, now, what, why, why is he being loaned out and given away by Spurs, who've had two of the best managers in the world who won't have him? He wasn't trying. He wasn't doing his stuff, yeah. Richie. So, like, the, the contract he's got at all, uh, uh, Everton, they're virtually letting him go for nothing. For nothing, yeah. And they want to get rid of him. Well, you don't let great players go, or players of his potential go, unless they're not doing their stuff. And he hasn't been doing his stuff for at least two years. So he, but he's blaming it on the, on the managers that he's had. That's why I think he'll do well for a while here with Frank Lampard. I don't know if he'll continue to do it, mm. to show that it was the manager's fault that he wasn't doing it at Spurs. And that's not true. It was his fault. He just hasn't been doing it. And he has, he, he has all the ability in the world and, and he, 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 he stopped playing for some reason. Yeah, football, of course, on uh, Off the Ball is brought to you with thanks to Sky. You can watch Everton take on Brentford in the FA Cup this Saturday live, only on Premier Sports. Now, Brentford won't have Christian Eriksen involved, John, but what a story this is. Uh, back in football, Thomas Frank, according to the interview in the Times today, saying that he basically picked up the phone in December and said, Thomas, or sorry, Christian, do you fancy coming playing for Brentford? And that's how it started, and we find ourselves... Uh, seven, eight months removed from those horrific scenes in Copenhagen to, to one of the feel-good stories of the year. It's great. It's great. I mean, Ericsson is a real player. I mean, again, I'm only going <laughs> back at Delhi, but look at what he's come through to play in relation to Delhi Ali going, not playing where he's at Spurs. You know, this is a great story. And, and he's, he's a terrific player anyway. But he, apparently he was dead for five minutes, Richie. Yeah. And, and he's coming back. I mean, the reason he's not in Italy because they have a rule there that if you have a, an ICD, you can't play. I mean, that's a medical, a medical situation, I think. Yeah. But Thomas Frank, the, the, the manager of Brentford, who's done a really good job, apparently knows him. He, played, he had him at the under-17s, and there are eight Danish players there. But the fact that he's playing football again and wants to play football and give it his best, this is a real football story. Never mind Delhi Ali messing about <laughs> doing and wasting his ability, in my opinion, unless he really picks it up now in the future. But to, to see Christian Eriksen, to have to go through what he went through, uh, Richie, and come back, obviously loves football, loves the game, wants to do it. You know, this is a great story. One of the real, real comebacks in football that I hope, I hope, and I'm sure he will, if, he's, if he was anywhere near as good as he was before he had this particular situation, uh, he was he's, he was a terrific player, one of the best midfield players in the world, and I hope he comes back to where he was before. Yeah. At least he's back, 
and he's having a go. That's it. It's a abs- great story, Richie. Yeah, we've had a couple of dark stories this week. So to have uh, one that's yes. just pure goodness and uh, enthusiasm, and I guess uh, um, it's just fantastic to see, basically, to see a player like that, Christian Eriksen, given what he's been through, come back. Yeah. Listen, John, absolute pleasure as always. Okay, Richie. We thanks shall, again. We shall talk to you next week. We'll have more after this. Football on Off the Ball With Sky Watch Premier League, Women's Super League EFL, Scottish Premiership and much more Live on Sky Sports